Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This comes close. In the slot, Kubelik shot his block chance for an odd man rush, and it will be a 2-1-1. Tuck carry, Skinner buries it! Sabres take the lead on the 2-1-1 rush, and Jeff Skinner's torrid scoring pace to start the season continues to be on fire. Get some of this part of his game. Tipped in front by Gergensen. They score. Middlestack gets it back again. Walks in with a shot. And that one to the rebound up top. Stopped by Forsberg. Scores. It squeaks in as Jeff Skinner got to that puck. And snuck it past Forsberg for his second of the game. Rasmus Dahlin takes Thompson to the far circle. Dahlin with a one-timer. Scores. Alex Tuck may have got the deflection on that one. And the Sabres get their fourth of the game. The power play works quickly once again. This is power at the far side. His shot. Scores! Tage Thompson maybe with the deflection there. Take the shot. Greenway with a chance to clear from his knees. Can't get it out. Now a chance for Thompson. He lifts a high one into the air. This will dribble into the empty net. And what a big goal that is with 22.5 seconds to go. Neighbors unsheathed in uh, the land of the Sens last night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Welcome in with Marty. I'm Brian. And uh, if you missed us on the post game last night, you know, it's kind of fitting. Sabres are in a bilingual city. Marty was doing his level best to uh, discern between English and French and what the thing is called that you pulled the, the sword out of, which is what Alex Tuck did when he was bestowed with the Sabre from Eric Comrie in the post game. The sheath is what it is. And the sword was unsheathed amidst talk addressing my brain can only comprehend words that i know so if you said five seconds before i asked a question last night on the post game show what is the thing called and you had already mentioned that it was a sheet my brain did not register that word even being in the dictionary i'm like i don't know what that is it goes right over my head and then i'm asking a question you're laughing you're like what the heck I just mentioned it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to blame the uh, the lack of uh, vocabulary. Uh, I didn't do the homeworks with my kids enough when they were in elementary school and their uh, vocab words of the day. The other reason why it was particularly amusing to the two of us is because of our <laughs> nonsense in the pregame and not hearing each other oh. and not being particularly accurate and having to pick one another up. Um, I blame the Sabres in the best way possible for destroying the hand sanitizer uh, machine on the wall right seconds before we hit the air. And I think from that point on, um, it was a bit of a it was, it was a bit of a crazy night for us in the best way possible. Why do you think in most NHL buildings, there's always a sign on the wall that says no soccer, no ball playing in this area because it breaks stuff everywhere. And it happened to break a hand sanitizer if you follow the Sabres and their socials. You saw that the soccer game um, got a little kicky. 
Let's just put it that way. So uh, that's what happened. But but the game got a little dicey too. I won't lie to you. Like this was a, a game where I felt, okay, perfect. You take your 2 nothing lead, right? Like you take your 3 nothing lead. Score the first goal, but it's even more important to score the second goal and then mm-hmm. score three and say to Ottawa, whoop, we're going to stiff arm you. You're not coming near us. Even when they bounce back at 3-1, you go talking Thompson to make it 4-1-5-1. It's perfect. That's exactly what we wanted. And then five minutes left and almost everything that you build just crumbles. And that mm-hmm. to me is, uh, look, it's it, there's a valid um, uh internal evaluation that everybody's got to do how that happened what happened there but that that got dicey and i i i think it was a lot more stressful for the coaches that they ever wanted to see that game go here's a question is every win a 10 no 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 i've actually used the word i've used and described a sabers win in the past as a bad win and our producer of Game Night, Joe Pinter, uh, just about yelled in my ear as I said that on the talkback. What are you saying? It can't be a bad win. That's not a bad win. A win's a win. And I was like, no, this is a terrible win. Um, I'm not talking about last night. I'm just saying I was mm-hmm. I used that in the past. So it doesn't have to be a 10. It doesn't even have to be an 8. It doesn't have to be a 7. It could be something else. Okay. So for the sake of conversation... And for the sake of audience participation and for the sake of ongoing discussion here, as this was, after all, their first road win of the year, mm-hmm. how about we go along with a rating game? And again, it's not to be critical. It's merely for perspective to allow for comparison from game to game to game, because yes. we're going to take the wins as we see them. And obviously, <laughs> there really isn't a true bad win, like you once said on the air. But I know exactly what you're saying. And I know, we know, that people would have been a little concerned with how the game ended last night. How dicey it became. How it went from 5-1 to 5-4 with a penalty kill in the final minute. And Ottawa having a 6-on-4 with the goalie pulled. Yeah. So recognizing that everybody's probably, you know, most concerned as they should be with just getting the W I'd be curious. Would you be curious, Marty, to hear from people at Sabres live on how you would rate the road win last night on a scale of one to 10. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's such a thing now in our society that you maybe go on X or on Instagram and you see a line or you see a score or result last night, you could see six, four win at Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, up 5-1 with five minutes left, you can think, well, that was dicey. Now you can see Tage Thompson's got two goals. He's three and seven. I mean, he's on pace for, you know, 40 and maybe more. Like last year, he had a goal in seven. This year, he's got three. Tuck scored. So there's many ways for you to look at a... a, a Gordie Howe. You got a Gordie Howe, absolutely. Skinner with two goals. There's so many things. Dalene with a six-game point streak now. There's... There's so many things you can look at. Uko Pekalukinen with a win in his first start of the season and say, wow, that's positive. But then there's other things you can look at and say it's negative. So I think it's it's kind of interesting to see what people think when it comes to rating that win last night. Um, I have an idea of what I would rate it. I know you have an idea of what you would rate it. But getting the consensus from people as to what they think. I mean, geez, we put out a tweet this morning. It says, 
fill in the blank. Blank is your reaction to Brady Kachuk getting his instigator, uh, you know, automatic suspension basically rescinded. And people are going up and over. I'm like, did you not watch the play? Like, he didn't in instigate anybody. But if you follow the rule and you didn't watch it, you'd say, that's a $10,000 fine for DJ Smith, the coach of the Ottawa Center. And that's a suspension for Brady Kachuk. Because... Brady Kachuk Explain because you can't instigate in the last five minutes of a game. Mm -hmm. That's to take away the somebody taking exception, running a player, uh, and and you know beating the crap out of somebody when they don't want to. Being But fake tough. Being fake tough. The fake tough is a big part. So that rule is in place for the automatic suspension, but it also is a reviewed system and sometimes the referee on the ice sees something but when you look at the video you see something else this was clearly not an instigator on brady kachuk mm -hmm. he alex stuck gave him a, a sneaky you know kind of blind hip i if brady kachuk did that to one of our guys i'd be on the air calling him dirty and everything and then i get a text from a family member saying leave my kid alone um oh did i say a dad because okay, i said Walt. my kid Exactly. Um, which I have before. Uh, but it was Tuck that did it to Brady Kachuk. Eh, okay, Alex, you're playing with fire here. Brady Kachuk dropped his gloves yeah. and basically said, come on, let's go. He pulled a Rocky against Apollo. He says, come on, let's go. And then Tuck dropped his glove and fought him. There was no instigator. So anyway, long story short, Sometimes people just take something they read and they respond to it. You got to explore it, but it'd be interesting to see what people felt of the rating of the Sabres win last night. Okay, so we'll land on a number a little bit later on. We want your input at Sabres Live, and we look back and think of, in the pregame, what were the focal points? Not a lot of offense yet from Thompson. Not a lot of offense yet from Tuck. Yes. Zach Benson coming back in after not being a part of the previous two. And Uko yes. Pekalukinen getting his first start of the year. One of those four? Or was there a different storyline that you take away as the biggest individual development through the course of that game last night against Ottawa? Um, ooh. Penalty, penalty kill continuing is great work despite given a power play goal. Like the, for me, the power play, uh, the penalty kill, the five on three early in the second, that's another storyline. They've been fantastic throughout this season. I am going to say the biggest story for me, despite the fact that the game ends up six, four is Lukanen and how he looked not having played in three weeks You know, October 4th was his last game action. October 4th was a the second last preseason game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Levi playing four straight, Comrie playing two straight, and then Lucan comes in. And I, I I felt like he acted, and maybe that was fake, not fake tough, but fake. Sometimes you fake your, your confidence. Sometimes you fake your aggressiveness. And then he bought into it and was really good. So I think to me, that would be the... Uh, The, the the my biggest story out of last night, um, maybe because I'm biased with, with in regards to goaltending, but um, I, I felt like that was a, a big plus for the Sabers. Well, and uh, quickly off of that, do you think he will get the next start on Friday in New Jersey against the unbelievably oh. hot Jack Hughes, who is Gretzky esque right now? And we say that because we know that Gretzky has the record. 
of a 51 game point streak to start a season when he averaged three points a game during that streak. Well, Hughes is right behind right now. He has 14 points in his first five games and the devils will be in action tonight against the capitals. Yeah. So, um, and Tyler Toffoli had a hat trick yesterday, by the way. So yes. that is, uh, he's, he's getting hot at the right time too. Hey, the devils Easter. are good and they've got a lot of guys that have not lit it up yet. So no, like, Nico, yeah. yes, but Brad is flying. I mean, he made a pass to Nico Ischier. It was, it was uh waved off for a goaltender interference. Um, but yes, but Brad was flying that they, they, the New Jersey devils are good. We'll talk about them more on Thursday, Friday. Um, but I would play Lukanen again. Just like Comrie got a game and had a big win, right? Against the, uh, uh, that was 10, no, that was the New York Islanders. And then yes. he started again the next one. So for me, I would say, yes, Lukanen has a big win. But not only because of the way he looked, I looked at the numbers. I mean, in the game last night, the shot attempts from the slot at even strength. So five on five, four on four, whatever, were 24 to 15 for the Ottawa Senators. The amount of traffic the mm-hmm. amount of grade A looks and shot attempts that Lukanen had to face in this game was significant. And it wasn't just in the last five minutes of the game. It was throughout the whole game. And I I believe, for me, the reason right now they have three goalies is because they believe in all three goalies. If they didn't believe in Lukanen, he wouldn't be on the roster. So if you believe in him and he gave you that performance against Ottawa, you it's almost automatic that you have to go back to him. And I'm not saying that you don't go ever go back to Levi and you don't ever go back to Comrie. They believe in all three of them. Mm-hmm. So Levi started the first four. They believed in him. Comrie started two in a row. They believe in him. And now you got to show that you believe in Lukanen as well after he got a big win on the road against a divisional team that that is supposed to be really good. And he was a big part of that. So Levi obviously has had a lingering nagging issue here um they're not skating today because mm-hmm. they have full opportunity to practice tomorrow before departing for new jersey in the game on friday um we all know the approach with levi was give him the games at the start of the year how much does his recent injury play into the decision here or do you believe that this coaching staff will proceed with a win and in mentality for each of the three goalies. I don't think it's a win and in mentality. And I remember Lindy Ruff doing that to me and Mika Noren in one year, you win, you're in. And I'm like, how is that? Like you can lose one, nothing and you're out. How evaluate each game, evaluate how things are and give somebody the chance to maybe build a little momentum. It's hard to do that with three goalies when you want to get every all three going. But I think with Levi, number one, you got to see where are you at? Are you at 90%, 95%, 100%? Are you getting enough practice, you know, time? Uh, Are you recovering all of that? So that's one. And today the Sabres are off. So that means you get one look tomorrow and then you go in for Friday. I think that's pretty rushed, right? I mean, the, the, the best case scenario would be Levi practicing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe looking at Sunday or maybe looking at next week. Get a good week of practice. I felt like Levi, watching from my eye, it, there's some some little things in his game that are not ironclad right now, right? And his last game against the Calgary Flames showed that. So take the time to work on it. Take the time to get on the ice and technically work on some of the things. Don't rush. There's no rush. There's no rush. If we're going to believe in all three goaltenders, 
spend the time to play, to, to work with them, to practice with them and give them a chance. It's not a win in your end situation. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Sabres looked at Friday and Sunday and they could go Lucan and Comrie, Comrie Lucanen, right? And say, look, you guys are both look good the last few games. Um, one is going to get one game, one's going to get the other. It doesn't matter if it's Friday or Sunday. You both are going to get in. I think Levi would be more for next week. But what if they don't continue with Lukanen? What does that do to him? Well, if he knows he's starting Sunday, for example, if you come into no, the ring tomorrow. But, but uh, okay, that yeah, I, I understand what you're saying there. But you say, listen, you, do, Luke, you just Luke won P. your first game. What does it do to the guy if he doesn't get a chance to play the next one? When okay. everybody else has had that chance, there's a there's a way to talk around that, and I think you can you can say to Lukanen, "Hey, you were fantastic in Ottawa. We want you to get a home game. We want you to get a home game against a tough opponent Sunday. We believe in you, and Colorado is your game. We're going to give Comrie New Jersey and and a Friday night. Your game is Sunday, or maybe it's you know what, same difference, but we got to get Dev, Devin in on Friday. You're on Sunday. I think there's a way to talk about it and to set it mm-hmm. so that. You're as a goaltender, you're blocking out the outside and you're focusing on your game. And you're like, you know what? I played good. I played great. I feel good. I've got my game. I'm preparing my game. Not knowing when you're going to play next after a win or after a good game, that's tough. That's the tough part. Even as a backup, me and Henrik Lundqvist, right? I would play on on uh, on Saturday night. Hank would play Friday. I'd play Saturday night. I'd have a good game Saturday night. And then I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, okay, we have Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. I'm like, when am I going to get a win? If Benny Allaire or John Tortorella came to me the next day or two days later and said, Marty, good game last night. Obviously, you know, Hank is going back in the net, but you're going to get a game this weekend. You know how much that meant to me knowing that I like I'm I'm earning a start this weekend. I don't have to wait two weeks. It's not a tentatively you may play around that. It's like I know when I'm playing again. That's why the conversation needs to be with Lucan and hey, that it is Friday, that it is Sunday, that it is next week Wednesday, which I think it'd be too far. But you got to tell him when he's starting again. That's the the main thing. You got to tell him. I don't know how that works when you have three goalies. That, like right. obviously marty no disrespect but you were in the position to be number two to lundquist yeah. so there was no realistic expectation that you were going to just rattle off five games in a row if you had a hot saturday night you know what i mean no and i but do these remember three guys are all trying to be one yeah and i so do remember how- one one time in detroit where i was with dominic hashek and i played a really good game against san jose at home and then we went into detroit and Lindy in the morning skate told everybody, hey, just letting you know, like Marty's starting. He earned a start. Dom wasn't playing well. He said, Marty earned a start. He's going on back-to-back, you know, two games in a row. And then one reporter asked questions around, and Verada says, oh, it's cute for Marty, but Dom's our guy, and I think he probably should have been in tonight. And then before the game, Lindy heard that it was said, like it was probably played on the radio or something. He reamed Verada and he reamed everybody, right? So, but the again, my situation with Dom or my situation with Lundqvist, it didn't matter. I could have made a 70-save shutout. I probably most likely wasn't starting the next game. I get your point. I get your point that... It's not even a point. It's just a question. It's really. a question, like, yeah. You know. But I get your question that 
they're all fighting for a number one job. They're all, all fighting for a number one job. There's not a one or two or three. There's not a one A or one B or one C. We don't know what that's going to look like in a month from now. We don't know if Levi will be here. We don't know if Levi will be in Rosh. We don't know if Lukanen will be here in Raj. We don't know where Kumri is going to be. We don't know. They're all fighting for it. So I think Lukanen would probably say, oh, I got Friday for sure. Mm -hmm. But if you communicate with them, mm -hmm. that's the only way it can, it can at least pass as a, we're doing the right thing. You know what, Buffalo, uh, the Sabres are the only team in the NHL with blank. The only team in the NHL, well, they're not the only team in the NHL with an overtime goal anymore. There was no, two last an, night. Yeah, there's nine now on the year. Yeah, so that's not that's not good for Dylan Cousins. He's not beating the NHL anymore, which we had a great graphic. I loved it. Uh, Buffalo is the only team with multiple fighting majors to a player. And that is Alex Duck. What have we been talking about for the last 15 minutes? Goaltenders? Yes. Three goalies with a win? Yes. yes. Remember Ooh, last year when they established themselves on that road trip to have three different goalies with wins? Well, right yes. now they're the only team that has a victory from three different netminders. Yeah, no. Um, and it, I think that if you would have asked anybody in, in Saberhood and said, hey, um, by the end of October, would all three goaltenders have a win? The answer would have been yes. Now, if you'd asked Montreal Canadiens that, um, the answer probably would have been no. But Caden Primo started last night, had that chance to get a win, did not. Um, if you ask the Flyers that question with their three goaltenders, I think the answer would have been no because Carter Hart would have played more games. Mm -hmm. uh, the same thing in Detroit. It would have been no because Vili Husso plays a lot more games. He's the number one. But Buffalo would have been the one team that he would have said, yeah, Levi, Comrie, and Lukanen will get each a win in October um, again. Not that it is the perfect scenario, but that's your three wins now. You're three and four, and you got one win from each goalie. Yeah, they should at least be three, two, and two, um, and maybe even three, one, and three, based on we all recognize the Rangers were full value for their win on opening yes. night. And that was a night where you go, eh, it wasn't likely they were even going to be able to get a point out of it in the third period based on the way the game was going. Mm -hmm. But against the Islanders on the road, they were tied in the third at home to Calgary. They were right there tied. And uh, same thing with Montreal. And those yes. are the games like Eric Johnson talked about. You get points out of, and honestly you get two, let alone three. Everybody is viewing this first seven game sample completely differently. But the fact of the matter is after a third win last night, you're right there. Two points away from basically everybody. That okay. So in, there's 80, the ga 82 so. games in the season, right? Yep. So, and I hate to do this because Don Granado doesn't believe in segments, segments in five game correct. segments, but I played with a lot of five game segments. A lot of coaches did that. Number one, that's when we used to have a little extra cash. So if we hit different uh, bonuses in the five game segments, um, we would get a little extra money. And some teams was a lot of extra money. Now you can't do that anymore because of the cap. And you can't say, hey, we're going to give everybody 500 bucks if you get six points out of 10 in a five-game segment. But we did that, man. Isn't it hockey-related revenue still? Uh, no, because, it, well, it would count as, you know, like basically against the cap. Um, Rochester, we used to have the one year in Rochester, we made out like bandits. I'm telling you, my second year in Rochester, we made so much money off the... Uh, bonuses but it was more like we'll pay for a team dinner we'll pay for this we'll pay for that which we did mm -hmm. but 
82 games in the season. To make it an even, okay, what would it be uh, times five? So that's uh, 18 segments? Six, 16. 16 segments, no. thanks to you. Yeah. 16. 16. Yes, 50 and 30. Yeah. 16 yeah. segments. You have to throw away two games. So let's throw away the first two games of the season. Mm-hmm. So the Sabres in the last five game segment are three and two. They got six points. You throw away the first two games of the season. They got six points in the five game segment. If they get six points every five game segment segment for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. they're in. They'll be in the hunt. They'll be at 96. That's in the hunt. I think okay. it's going to be really tight. I think it might be a higher number, but you didn't even compliment me on my six times sixteen ninety six. Like I made quick math right there. I couldn't figure out I know, how many but segments I was, in eighty, but I figured that one. Can out. you not tell when I have self confidence issues and um, <laughs> like the fact we just had to do quick math on the air and I didn't instantly <laughs> say you know eighty divide six five game segments sixteen. You know, I had well, you back me up. You 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 get to start next game, Duffer. I, I'll well, we, sit on the we, bench. We are in a mode now where we are quick to correct, even if it means imminent embarrassment in even honor if it's situation. Mean Brian, uh, uh, you know. Julien Brisebois or David Brisebois, whatever his name is in, in Tampa, we're going to correct ourselves. Yeah, we and hey, bravo to Jonas Johansson yep. for the shutout last night. He is three. I know people don't like Tampa. They're a division rival, but I happen to like Jonas Johansson. He's three, one and two with a 917 save percentage so far. I would say when they found out that Vasilevsky wasn't going to be available, they would have signed up for those numbers from Johansson in the first two weeks of the year over and over again. Uh, yes, I think that, uh, especially the way it started, I don't think it started really well for Jonas Johansson, and it's been trending the right direction. So mm-hmm. I, I like that for me. Carolina's, way, Carolina's dead last in goals Carolina against Carolina is a big, big problem. <laughs> and Pyotr Kochekov yesterday had to play well yes. um, for them to even be in the game, but they lose 3 nothing. They can't score mm-hmm. um, or they can't defend whichever way. But Carolina is in a, a world of... Uh, of trouble right now. It's only a few games in. I understand yeah. that, but they mm-hmm. don't look right. Well, Razor uh, basically said last night was completely unnecessary by the NHL to have everybody playing at once. So we won't canvas him for opinions on the NHL. Maybe he paid pick particular attention to the Sabres and Sense. He's coming up here on Sabres Maybe. Live. And well, you can never know with Rob, quite frankly. Uh, the Sabres are home, of course, on Sunday. It is a return to black and red because it is hockey Halloween. And yes, they're hosting the Avalanche at 1 p.m. Yes. Halloween-themed activations in the concourse pregame. First 5,000 fans in attendance receive a, pl- a pack of black and red player cards, which is going to be outstanding. Uh, and this was not included in the promo, but I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you. The Avalanche have won an NHL record 15 straight road games right now, dating back to last year. They just eclipsed the Sabres record of 14 straight road wins, which happened in the calendar year 2006. And maybe the streak will be at 16 when they arrive because they are in Pittsburgh tomorrow or the streak might well be over. We shall see, but we'll be back in black and red on Sunday. And we're back with Razor on Sabres Live after this. 